I'm usually very busy, so I <laughs> I'm not used to actually looking at the audience. Well, welcome back. I'm so happy to have you. Uh, I'm not John. <laughs> and I'm usually over where Jack is. Uh, John's, John's actually <laughs> making money doing comedy, so you can't, can't begrudge <laughs> him that, I guess. Um, so I'll be over here, and then they'll be over there, and they'll talk after I talk, and you'll get it. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's a fun show. Otherwise, why have we been doing it for six years to, to no praise? It has to be fun. Why? Why have we been doing it? <laughs> Tell me why. This is yeah. This is just when I finally have this breakdown. Why am I doing? It? Why did we name a theater after? What am I? Why did I sign another lease? What's going on? Okay. Roughly twenty-four to ninety-two hours ago. Stab's team of comedy scientists commissioned three specific humorists to give various potentially comedic takes on several random topics, which they will now perform for the first and likely last time in front of a live studio audience in a show called Stab. Oh, yeah, I forgot to give them the prompt. Yeah, hey, oh, it's Stab! I just, I wanted their natural reactions, Even but that's all right. One job. Uh, welcome to Stab. Uh, I'm, I'm sitting in for, yes, that is John. I'm sitting in for John Ross. Uh, up first uh, with us tonight, uh, it's Chrissy Farley. And then next to her, Danielle Mandela. And over there on the end, it's Jack Brown, everybody. Jack Brown. And like I said, I am... Jesse Jones. Woo! <laughs> this is Stan. That's what I was waiting for. I'm sitting in. Uh, I'm guesting here for uh, guest hosting for John Ross, who's out making making dollar dollar bills, y'all. Nope. Stop, John. <laughs> welcome, welcome all to the Stab program. Um, how does this usually go? I'm usually over there and I don't listen to John. Doesn't <laughs> matter. Um, I'm on it. <laughs> Uh, welcome. How is everybody doing? Let's start with uh, Christy Farley. How are you, ma'am? I'm pretty good. A little tired. Are you? Worked for the weekend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we get, doing we, that, we doing can't that pay grind. for the rights to that song, but you guys know what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, don't even, don't even put it in their heads because if they think about the song, then we still, like, if they think about it for more than 15 seconds, we still have to oh, pay we have for to, it. Yeah, we have to get the money. Well, that's good. I Yeah, so you get you and, uh, you and, uh, and the dabber uh, have new jobs, yes. is what I hear? Yes, we do. We're full-blown adults. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> Terrible. 41 years old and I'm unemployed. Um, <laughs> I'm a theater owner. No, I'm self-employed. I'm a small business person. <laughs> Which means I'm unemployed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know what? I, I don't need that sort of negativity in here. I just signed another year lease. Why did I do it? Why did I name it after this podcast? <laughs> Tell me why. <laughs> Hey, folks, if you could just leave a review telling us why we're doing this. <laughs> if you know why we're doing this still, please tell us. We'll read your answer in a future upcoming episode. One star, five stars? I don't fucking care. <laughs> tell me why. I mean, to be fair, that one star review will get my attention much faster than a five star one will. That's right. There's so many five star reviews. Can't even read them. Oh, em. no. They just keep flooding in. I don't pay attention anymore. Oh, another five? Mm-hmm. You know what, Jack? Uh, Danielle, (laughs) welcome. Thank you. It's Uh, my first time here. That's not your first time here. (laughs) I live here. (laughs) It's practically true. She uses the water closet. (laughs) (laughs) She uses the wash closet. 
Small business owner and landlord. <laughs> 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 Can't run this episode now. I'm going to have to pay <laughs> so many weird taxes. <laughs> Danielle, how are you? I'm wonderful. Been seeing you bunches. I mean, more more than all the times that we always see you. We were, we had a very busy last week. Yes. That we were all, uh, the Sacramento Podcast Festival, where I didn't see any of you there. That's our fault. That's our fault we didn't advertise it very well. But it was You're a right. great weekend. I want to try something tonight where if he does that, where it's all self-deprecating. <laughs> You just cheer until he can't hear himself think. He'll hate it, but it's... <laughs> that is very uncomfortable. Because I know he deserves it, but he also will hate it, so it's fun for everybody. No. None of this is my fault on purpose. Uh, <laughs> Jack Brown! Hey! <laughs> hey, hey, baby. <laughs> How are you, sir? It's been a little while. Hey, I'm pretty tired. Uh, had a long week. Uh, my job. Worked for the government. Listening to podcasts. Seeing if anyone <laughs> reveals a thing. <laughs> or a no. landlord. No. It's like no. taking up all my time. <laughs> no. <laughs> all of the proper permits were applied for, for all of the building that went on in this place. I don't grow weed in the backyard. Not at all. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, See, that's a good answer. Yeah. <laughs> when I hear that, I check it off. That's good. Well, good. Good. <laughs> Welcome back, Jack. It's been a little bit. Nice to see you again. Good to see you too, Jesse. Thanks. I don't believe that. See? Ah, uh, Danielle. Hi. <laughs> stuck one in. No, don't do it. Don't do it. Why do I do this? Why do I still? Uh, <laughs> all right. I've killed enough time. Probably more than necessary. Let's. Oh, wait. I should have been more prepared. Let's do stab things. Hopefully, this isn't too loud. I apologize. There it is. Okay. All these shouldn't be too loud. Uh, first segment of the evening, reorganization. Uh, it's pretty straightforward, so I can get out of the way of this one. Uh, <laughs> so uh, we give you an, an acronym. <clears throat> ask you for uh, ask you to rearrange the following acronym. Uh, reimagine it. What does it now stand for? Who or what does it now re- represent? In honor of today, June 7th being National VCR Day. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate your, uh, your appreciation of my research. Uh, being National VCR today, uh, today's acronym is VHS. VHS, the winner of the home uh, video uh, cassette wars. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Beta. Just leave like a little space here for people to applaud when they're listening yeah. to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna do so much post-production. <laughs> so much can laughter. Uh, Christy, what does VHS? mean to you? Well, Jesse, <laughs> VHS now stands for Veiny Hefty Sausage. All right. Tired of those do-nothing slim <laughs> breakfast sausages? <laughs> Try new Veiny Hefty Sausage. It's got all the heaving, insistent, sweaty meat that you like in your face right when you wake up. <laughs> like <laughs> the kind of sausage that makes you say, "Come on, baby, just a quick one before work. It'll only take a second." <laughs> the kind of sausage where you'll have to unhinge your jaw like an anaconda <laughs> to hork this thing down. <laughs> Pair with two hard-boiled eggs mm-hmm. for a protein-packed penis joke anytime, <laughs> every time. Veiny, hefty sausage. Size matters when it comes to breakfast. <laughs> Chrissy Farley is 
That Christ- was a great impression of Bill. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Christy's veiny, hefty sauce. <laughs> and you know what? For my... <laughs> for my liking, hork it down doesn't get enough use anymore. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's what that's what you like to hear. <laughs> Just hork this. <laughs> hork sounds like you took the sausage too quickly. It's just hork. <laughs> Those three words every boy wants to hear. <laughs> hork it down. Hork it down. <laughs> Come on, I gotta get to work. Hork it down. <laughs> Ugh. Now we've said hork too many times. We've we've overhorked it. Uh, Danielle, <laughs> what does VHS mean to you? Hear ye, hear ye. I now call to order this meeting of the VHS Society. As always, we'll begin by reciting the VHS oath. I'll read a line of the oath, and you will respond with a customary pledge. We believe you. We believe you. Good job, guys. Nice. <laughs> it's already working. I, being of sound mind and full head of hair, do choose to shave my head because I think it looks cool. We believe you. (laughs) (laughs) You So close. Going forward, it's we. It starts with we. (laughs) I shave in solidarity with my brothers and sisters who have no choice in their baldness. We believe you. (laughs) I shave because I'm an actor preparing for a role. We, we believe, believe you. you. <laughs> I shave to support the local razor artisans in my community. <laughs> we believe you. I shave in protest of big shampoo, big shampoo and big conditioner. <laughs> we, believe we believe you. I shave until Tibet is free. Wait, sorry, that's an old one. <laughs> I shave until all video streaming is free. <laughs> we believe you. I am a voluntary head shaver. <laughs> we, we believe you. you. That's it. That was the whole meeting. BHS, voluntary head shaver. (laughs) Danielle Mandela. (coughs) Strong start. Feel feel very attacked. (laughs) Does it make it better or worse that I was not thinking about you at all? Well, that's an IVHS. (laughs) It's involuntary. I'm never going to (laughs) shave. Jack, let's get off of that terrible, terrible topic that Danielle's <laughs> going to make me cry myself to sleep with now. <laughs> that's Success. Oh, that's right. That's hey, right. Don't be sad. Just think about horking, dude. <laughs> <laughs> just hork it. <laughs> just get, I'm going to get home and just hork it. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Jack, what does VHS mean to you? Hello, hello. I am Amerigo Vespucci. <laughs> Welcome to my VHS seminar. That's right, a big VHS seminar. A seminar just about a VHS. <laughs> Everything you would ever want to know about VHS in one seminar. The first question you might have is, what is VHS? Mm-hmm. I appreciate you paying for the seminar without knowing this. <laughs> VHS stands for Vespucci Hog Systems. <laughs> That's right, the systems are for the hogs. <laughs> the systems are the best ever put together. Huh? What's that? No, not exactly the time for questions, but what? Okay, so Vespucci Hog Systems, VHS. My name is Amerigo Vespucci, and these are my hog systems. Uh, Okay, yes, the systems, plural, okay, multiple systems. Okay, so VHS is all about... Okay, what? 
Listen, I don't know how much clearer I can be with this. VHS stands for Vespucci Hog Systems. <laughs> the systems are for the hogs. <laughs> it would make more sense if you let me explain. Okay, what? Uh, VHS is Vespucci Hog Systems. I don't know how else to say it. That's what it is. Well, I'm sorry that's a disappointment to you. What did you think it stood for? Vehicular manslaughter homing system. You obeyed to come to my seminar because you thought I had a better way of committing vehicular manslaughter? What the hell? Also, your thing should be called VMHS. Oh, okay, so mine is stupid and yours is smart. That's your opinion. I'm going to keep talking about VHS, Vespucci Hog System. What? Honestly, it's a real thing. Huh? Show you? I don't even know how I would show you, sir. Are you a hog? Oh, if you're a hog, then where's your curly tail? No need to lift up your very long nightshirt. Oh, my God. You do have a tail. I guess you're just a hog who I've never met before. And what's that? You've been through the Vespucci hog systems, and now you can stand up straight and be annoyingly in favor of vehicular manslaughter? Oh, boy. That's right, folks. This is a hog who I have never met before. <laughs> who's worked through my system and the results speak for themselves <laughs> the Vespucci hog systems work take it from me Amerigo Vespucci if you're a little piggy VHS is for thee <laughs> Jack Black's Vespucci hog system did that leave you did that leave you with more questions than answers Bill is that that's why you have to take the seminar. <laughs> it's not giving this shit out for free. Uh, on, to the, on to the second prompt for the evening. I'm sorry, Bill. Uh, the questions will be saved for the end of the show. Uh, topical who? Who? <laughs> topical hork. Uh, topical haiku challenge. Ugh, my H's aren't working. Um, please, please have composed. We'll get through this, guys. Please have composed three haiku in regards to the following topical news story. This week in New York City, as part of a program known as Operation Meltdown, 46 ice cream trucks were seized from owners who allegedly amassed 22,000 traffic vines, totaling approximately $4.5 million. Violations issued between 2009 and 2017 include running red lights, parking near fire hydrants, and blocking pedestrian crosswalks. In a statement about the seizure of these ice cream trucks, New York Mayor Bill de Blasio <laughs> <laughs> said that no New Yorker is above the law. I could go. <laughs> One at a time, uh, starting with Christy, your first haiku on this very hard-hitting subject. My truck's impounded, but if you kids want to come to my house, I'll hook it up. <laughs> 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 uh, Danielle, first haiku. On a similar note, this one's oh, called wonderful. Headline. <laughs> FBI plan sting transforms local used car lot to thirst trap for creeps. <laughs> That's fair. Jack, your first haiku. This one's called New York, New York. <laughs> Hey, watch it. I'm amassing 22,000 fines worth $4.5 million here. <laughs> this is very good, Mr. Vespucci. Uh, Christy, second haiku. 
New York's all like (laughs) 4.4 mil, I won't get out of bed. (laughs) 4.5, you could go fuck yourself. (laughs) (laughs) You gotta know the line in New York. Uh, Danielle, your second haiku. This one's called Off the Record. De Blasio says no one is above the law except gelato. (laughs) (laughs) Big gelato. Uh, (laughs) Jack, your second haiku. This one's called The Greatest Crime. (laughs) The greatest crime is how the SpongeBob popsicle looks. (laughs) Dead eyes. No soul. Wrong. That is such an important piece of ice cream commentary. <laughs> Can we just okay for We're real? We're just shutting this down. This is that's this is more real relatable stuff right than, here. You, than you even imagined. Uh, Christy, let's end uh, in the haikus. What's your third? We got everything: fudge pops, snow cones, auto pops, handcuffs. <laughs> my lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> We've got everything. Danielle. This one's called Truth to Power. (laughs) I scream and you scream. Justice is a dish best served in a waffle cone. (laughs) (laughs) So so much truth. Okay, so I I was going to have you read the last line again for this one, but it's basically like the one Danielle already did. So this one's called Thanks for Reading the Last Line of the Prompt Again, John. (laughs) I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know you were hosting. That's all right. It's a lot of, yeah. That's all right, fair. but we're getting into it. No New Yorker is above the law? Uh, okay. What about Mr. Met, you idiot? <laughs> <laughs> is that just because he's tall with a big baseball head? Or does that weighs above the law? I think law doesn't apply to Mr. Met in my head. <laughs> in your head. That's where I was coming from okay. with that. Sure. <laughs> that bump. That's yours fair. was a lot less racist than mine. <laughs> Was yours racist? I didn't notice. Maybe it was <laughs> I didn't think it was either, but it's good to know that yeah. it was now. <laughs> if you could add in some more laughs for me. <laughs> well, I'm just, I'm just backtracking, just trying to find like the line of racial sensitivity that Danielle has. Is gelato? Oh, gelato is racist now. <laughs> for an Italian made. Delicious sure. Italian treats. That's. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, notice the difference. It's a mafia gelato. joke, guys. <laughs> Was it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. It was in my head. Oh, huh? yeah. <laughs> and How about in, my, you? in my head, Mr. Met can do crime? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 It'd be so easy to pick out of a lineup, though. That's, That's why I shouldn't apply to it. <laughs> oh, okay. For those of you listening to the podcast, the audience is making great points. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a big baseball head, all the red stitches on the side. <laughs> he obviously did it, so he shouldn't be convicted. <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if it, like if he gets away with one, does, should he get like an, another one free if he's able to get away with it? With a <laughs> all right. Puff sauce. <laughs> that is that is very saucy. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's get on to segment three then. Uh, and since I am the nice uh, substitute teacher, I've chosen not to give you guys. Uh, this was today once slash celebration time. Thank you so much. You guys are <laughs> welcome. You get to watch a movie. We're gonna wheel in the old TV. Um, <laughs> instead, you guys are gonna get versus v versus. It's an old uh, prompt that I like to trot out whenever I host the show. Um, so it's very simple. 
I just want to know who you think would win in a fight between the following and why. Um, I sort of have to, I'll read yours, Christy, and then I'll explain my thought process like I explained outside, and hopefully everybody understands. Okay, so, Christy, uh, who would win in a fight, again, I'll rephrase this, between a wishing well full of orphan-kissed nickels (laughs) versus a dream journal full of lines written in glitter gel ink? Now, see, (laughs) in my mind, this was sort of like, Using one of each one of these, like which mm-hmm. would be more powerful, yeah. a wishing well full of orphan kiss nickels, or a dream journal with everything written in <laughs> glitter gel. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I'm interested in seeing how you win with this. So please, Christy. You know me, Jesse. <laughs> I gotta go orphan. <laughs> Obvious. As. <laughs> As someone who wrote in a dream journal with a glitter gel pen in the early 2000s, let me tell you, it's not the most interesting thing in the world. (laughs) Wishing well nickels from orphans? That's some fucking Oscar gold over here. (laughs) Orphans go through hardships. They have resilience. They have self-reliance. They survive. I mostly just scribbled about how much I liked Lizzie McGuire <laughs> and how cool Weezer was. <laughs> and I continuously ranked my friends in order of how close we were as friends. <laughs> it would be years later that I would receive a diagnosis for obsessive compulsive disorder. <laughs> I have been sober for a while, and I no longer listen to Weezer. (laughs) Thank you. Christy Farley. Get the impression that that therapist is way down on that list, (laughs) of which is a closer friend. She's actually a close friend of mine. Oh, well, shit. Go to therapy, (laughs) (laughs) y'all. I guess I just don't trust the profession. Danielle. (laughs) Yes, you're correct. (laughs) Your versus V versus. Who would win in a fight between a stonemason with French braids versus a French stoner named Mason Brady? <laughs> Certainly is a tough matchup. Uh, we'll start with the stonemason. Uh, here's a guy who works in precision and patience. He's not afraid to chip away at you slowly and meticulously for hundreds of years, if that's what it takes. And he's got the tools to do it. Tools uh, with names like the punch hammer. <laughs> the abrasive spinner, the, the knicker splitter. Oh, hey, what's going on here? <laughs> my favorite, the scutch comb. I don't know what part of the body the scutch is, but I'm guessing you don't want some dude to comb it. No. <laughs> um, but put all that up against a French stoner, um, which, let's face it, neither of those two groups are known for being good at confrontation. <laughs> this dude's going to start running, and then he's going to forget why he was running. And then he's going to try and retrace his steps and walk right into the business end of a splitting wedge. (laughs) The one thing the stoner guy, Mason Brady, does have going for him is that he happens to be uh, like the third or fourth cousin of uh, New England Patriot Tom Brady. Sure. Which means potentially you've got every Tom, Dick, and Wahlberg out of Boston (laughs) just uh, watching your back. And let's be honest, those guys fight dirty. Um, So if you want to get away from them, you've got to be quick. Um, and if there's one thing that a stonemason is not, it's quick. 
<laughs> this kid is a perfectionist. I mean, have you ever tried to French braid your own hair? <laughs> no way this kid is going to strike without measuring twice first. And in the time it takes to do all that measuring, you've got like 17 angry Bostonians pounding your face into wall burner. <laughs> <laughs> so it's definitely a tough match, like I said. But yeah. in this case, I'm going to have to say, fuck Tom Brady. I want to <laughs> see him lose just once. Uh, so I'm going to go with the French braided stone mason for the win. <laughs> All right. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Scotch comb. <laughs> uh, Jack. What's up, dude? It's very, uh, <laughs> not a lot. I mean, just, just chilling. Go, 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 go. Not used to standing during the show. <laughs> um, it's very straightforward. Jack, who would win in a fight between this and that? David versus Goliath. <laughs> Frazier versus Ali. Korematsu versus United States. Good versus evil. Jack Brown versus Jelly Bellies. Some of the most famous fights ever conceived of, but they pale in comparison to the constantly debated big question. You know, the big one. The one that sparks arguments that rage on and on through the long, hot summer days and the cool, sultry summer nights, and also during the respective days and nights of other seasons. <laughs> <laughs> the big one that is flummoxed man for all of eternity, from Socrates to Maurice Spates. The big one that keeps you tossing and turning at night. The big question is always the same. Who would win a fight between this or that? <laughs> the answer can be found in the zeitgeist as all art attempts to answer this fundamental question. <laughs> On one hand, mm, nothing feels better than this. <laughs> and as we all know, victory is the sweetest sensation. And the sweetest victory is presumably from a fight. Ergo, this is good at fighting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm placing a blue block up on the this side, Chernobyl <laughs> finale style. <laughs> However, I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. <laughs> Meatloaf would do anything for love, but he won't do that. If he would do anything, then that must be one tough son of a bitch <laughs> for him to not even want to engage. As we all know, Meatloaf is very tough, so that must be good at fighting. They get a red brick on this side. <laughs> Conversely, this is how we do, and this is how we do it. Does the it refer to fighting? Many scholars think so. And if this is how we do fighting, then this must be fighting. That is something to ponder. I mean, this is something to ponder. Another blue block for this. But um, speaking of that, strawberry champagne on ice. That's what I like. That's what I like. Yeah, that's what I like. That's what I like. Yeah. And if that's what I like, and I like fighting, then that must also be fighting. And it's tough to pick against someone who likes fighting because they're fucking like mental bastards, man. So that's that, and that is good at fighting. Another brick. Mm. <laughs> but... <laughs> ooh, 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 baby, this is what you came for. Clearly, this is the collective you. <laughs> Historically, people have gravitated towards gladiatorial combat, and you likely came to those fights for fighting, not for losing. So this is probably good at fighting. <laughs> However, homie don't play like that. <laughs> and if everyone remembers one thing about homie the clown, it's that he's good at fighting. <laughs> <laughs> so that is good at fighting. But so is this. And ultimately, you can get with this, or you can get with that. Fighting-wise, the logic gets really <laughs> circular at this point. So back to the original question. Who would win in a fight? Close your eyes. 
Go on, close them. Doesn't matter if you're driving while listening to this podcast. <laughs> Just close your eyes and imagine this versus that in a fight. You already know who would win. You know it in your heart. This would beat the fucking piss out of that and jam the A into the H in just like a fucking brutal fashion. <laughs> There's no I in that, and we fight the hardest for our own survival. This can go to a place that that can't even imagine. This would probably also do some sick capoeira shit, too. Damn. Would be fucking lit to see this. Hmm? Oh, no, I don't have an appointment. I'm just chilling in the waiting room. Yeah, I'll leave. <laughs> Jack Brown, this is versus that. Now, would would the eye get crammed up like the the top down the top of the H or up the from the bottom of the H? Hey, close your eyes again. What do you see? When you're working, where do you put? <laughs> Is this what you work at, Damien? I don't. I don't work. Also, I'm sorry you're gonna have to pay for the music license on all those songs. <laughs> oh, <now>. so much. Yeah. <laughs> I think they were out of tune enough that we can get away. I disagree. <laughs> oh, and that was yeah. That was the A going into the A, not the I. The, yeah, that. The, yeah, the jam and the I. I don't know. I the A. I can see it either way. And I was that, picturing I butt. I was picturing in the butt. Straight up? Like, yeah. Going up the, yeah. Up the yeah, H? Yeah, I mean, that makes well, no sense correct, to me. So yeah. up the H not, I mean, you can cram <laughs> it down. The, all right, that's fine. <clears throat> this, this versus that. Um, <laughs> segment four, sell it on Craigslist. <clears throat> we haven't broken out the Craigslist sales in a while, so we're doing it now. Please, uh, panelists, uh, have uh, explained to me how you would sell the following things on Craigslist. Starting with Christy Farley. Uh, how would you, or how are, how are you selling a uh, storage unit full of Men in Black 2 VHS tapes. <laughs> well, as you know, <laughs> in honor of VHS Day, <laughs> callback, <laughs> I'm finally letting go of my prized possession, a storage unit <laughs> filled to the brim with 22,000 VHS <laughs> copies of the movie Men in Black 2. <laughs> what makes these tapes valuable, you ask? Well, movies began being released in DVD format in the year 1999. The manufacturers of Men in Black 2, released in 2002, created a batch, <laughs> a batch of several hundred thousand VHS tapes from the film for everybody's grandma to keep at their house for when they're babysitting. <laughs> you know, because we were all sick of rewinding and shit. Anywho... I acquired these tapes under suspicious circumstances, <laughs> and I have built a fort of them inside of this tough shed. <laughs> I will accept a payment of no less than $100 or 22,000 VHS tapes of the movie Men in Black 3. <laughs> <laughs> or perhaps an equivalent Tommy, G Tommy Lee Jones movie. <laughs> I misspoke. <laughs> also, no man in the house. I will refuse you. <laughs> Christy Farley, storage unit full of Men in Black 2 VHS tapes. <laughs> I don't know. that. Uh, the, I mean, the image just stuck with me, uh, which is why I guess this came up. Like, 
uh, for years when going to like ninety nine cent dollar stores and stuff, mm-hmm. all there was on end caps was just stacks and stacks of Men in Black two tapes. Yeah, <laughs> they made a lot. It's just stuck with me that they they really banked on the home uh, video resale of Men in Black two, and that was they they over. I think you're like correct in your estimation of the two hundred thousand. <laughs> Probably, yeah. I just I've seen a ton. So. Yeah, it's so weird. It, that that would have been like at the end of the VHS, and they just they uh, yeah DVD poor timing, in and then a not not a good Men in Black. Also, it's just <coughs> <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's just stuck with me. <laughs> yeah, it's only going to increase in value. Yeah. <laughs> It's only going to become more valuable. Your copies of Men in Black too. Keep the tag on you. <laughs> Danielle, sell on Craigslist the rights to a screenplay about you selling someone the rights to a screenplay. For sale. Rights to a screenplay based on dot, dot, dot. You. Price, $4.2 million or best offer. Always wanted to write a screenplay but never had any hella dope ideas for a movie. How is that even possible? Any idiot has a napkin drawer full of stupid movie ideas. Just ask Ryan Johnson. (laughs) If you're too stupid to be any idiot, you're just the somebody I'm looking for. Just replay this, just reply to this ad and the script will write itself. It's that easy. Shh, don't tell David Benioff. (laughs) 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 This... The script will write itself and sell itself to yourself and me. That's right. Not only do you get a screenplay, but you get a best friend and a 50-50 business partner. Here's how it works. You answer this ad. This ad writes a script. You buy the script this ad wrote. 50% of that money goes directly into your pocket. It's that easy. By purchasing the rights that you hereby allow your image and likeness to be portrayed in the aforementioned screenplay about said screenplay's purchase, therefore forfeiting any and all rights agreed to at the initial purchase heretofore. All sales are final and may not be transferred in the event of insanity or death caused by inception fatigue. (laughs) Danielle Mandela. (coughs) That one was going to be a little confusing, so I'm glad you... you (laughs) Glad you... And also got to grind some obscure axes, I've I guess. I've been <laughs> holding on. Well, Star Wars is not obscure. Oh, I... D- I'm going to get hate mail, probably. Yeah. Yeah, for me, I like <laughs> I like Ryan Johnson. <laughs> hey, Ryan, if you're listening, keep it up. <laughs> <laughs> Jack Brown, <clears throat> you are selling on Craigslist a pair of boxing gloves made of live kittens. Caps lock on. Okay, first off, do not contact me with bogus offers. I have the goods and I know it. Don't try and play me. Caps lock off. Is boxing too easy for you? (laughs) When you're wearing regular gloves made out of non-living material, is the punching stuff just too boring? Do you fight like you are this, just beating the hell out of that? (laughs) Is competing in a blood sport just not enough to get your juices running? Well, then do I have the deal for you. Imagine if you had spiteful, mischievous fuckers with claws on your hands instead of regular gloves. Imagine if when you poured milk on your gloves, a common boxing tactic, <laughs> the milk didn't just spill right back out, but rather got lapped up by sandpaper tongues of demons. 
Imagine if your gloves finally reacted to laser pointers. <laughs> you guessed it. I'm selling boxing gloves made out of living cats. <laughs> Frequently asked questions. Are the cats dead? No. <laughs> Are the cats trained to enjoy being inside boxing gloves? No. <laughs> Is the term boxing love generous and are cats in two sacks I wrote boxing on misspelling, misspelling boxing on one of them? Yes and yes. Does throwing a punch with these gloves on hurt the cat? No. The cats just hurt the person hurt wearing the gloves more. No actual cats are harmed because that would be a major bummer. Does my voice really sound like this? Yeah, I know you're reading this and it's dumb, you idiot. Are there training advantages to wearing these? Imagine how good you'll box in an actual bout if you've been training with these psychos who have nothing but malice in their heart ripping into your hands. Are cats fundamentally evil? Yep. <laughs> People who describe cats as apathetic are hopeless optimists who shouldn't procreate. <laughs> cats are demons, and angry boxing glove cats are fucking hellspawn. <laughs> and buddy, these cats are angry. <laughs> Do the cats have names? Yep. <laughs> Will I divulge their names? Nope. <laughs> Are the cats friends with each other? Finally, a good question. <laughs> they used to be, but this job has really ruined that relationship. <laughs> Am I the guy from that infamous Trader Joe's misconnections post where I clearly thought a bunch of watermelons were a human woman who was in love with me? <laughs> well, you've seen my username, Dark Adam Six, so you know I am. <laughs> And I have closed that chapter in my life. Please only contact me about this sale. <laughs> and the most frequently asked question, why are you like this? <laughs> I was in Desert Storm. <laughs> Not in Operation Desert Storm, but in a Desert Storm. <laughs> a lot of sand got in my head through my nasal, oral, and ear hole cavities. And ever since then, all my ideas are good ones. <laughs> Still not convinced? This is what my cousin Milky Jesse told me to write. <laughs> Tired of people saying you fight like a pussy? Well, then train with pussycats. You can't get mad at me because that was Milky Jesse's idea. $300 are best offer. <laughs> I am open to bartering, bartering, but only if you have something of greater value. This deal has to be bad for you. I will not accept a win-win. <laughs> my phone number is some numbers written like numbers and some numbers spelled as words. <laughs> okay, now post. No, don't write post, just post. <laughs> God, I hate having to use speech to text because my hands have been irreparably <laughs> fucked up by these <laughs> boxing gloves made of live kittens. <laughs> Ass. Fuck, hopefully it's done. Siri, search for watermelons. God damn it, stop <laughs> typing. End <laughs> <In> transmission. <laughs> Jack Brown's kitten boxing gloves. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I take full responsibility. <laughs> uh, all right. So Good, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Final prompt of the evening. Oh, yeah. We all want to go home and sleep. Um, <laughs> that's all right. No. Their initial reaction was correct. Uh, oh, now it's just patronizing. Uh Fifth segment, dating profiles of the fictional and or non-fictional please have composed the dating profiles from the perspective of the following. Christy Barley. Your dating profile is from a secretly illiterate librarian. <laughs> <laughs> hey, y'all. It's... 
Hey y'all, it's me, Christy, from Stab This Now Time. <laughs> We've all had some laughs tonight, but I think it's important to shine a light on the struggle that illiterate adults face in our country today. According to the U.S. Department of Education, 32 million adults in the United States don't know how to read. Now, that's hilarious. Sure. But I think we can all agree that a person struggling with illiteracy would have quite a difficult time composing a bio for a dating site. <laughs> they might say something like, I'm a Bob's and As man. <laughs> <laughs> or, no fate chicks. <laughs> or, I'm your perfect Mitch. <laughs> However, adult illiteracy is no laughing matter. There's no reason to laugh at something like a working librarian asking children, does this letter look right to you? <laughs> or even, hey kid, I'll give you $20 if you read me this letter from my ex-wife. <laughs> <laughs> he was married though, you got it. Anyway. <laughs> Anyhow, if you know someone struggling with adult illiteracy, Contact your local school district and encourage them to enroll in adult basic education <laughs> programs. Because knowledge uh, uh, finds a way. <laughs> <laughs> Christy Farley, one more time. <laughs> Making me feel bad for picking on the illiterate, apparently. <laughs> that's, that's fair. You're not wrong. Uh, <laughs> Danielle Mandela. Uh, you know what? Shit on me on this one, too. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, please have written a dating profile from the perspective of a disheartened conspiracy theorist. Wait, are you calling yourself a disheartened conspiracy theorist? I, I'm not calling myself an illiterate librarian, so I'm <laughs> probably not calling myself a disheartened conspiracy theor theorist either. All right. <laughs> <laughs> this is all, all right. being read into an earpiece. I don't, I'm <laughs> just looking at it. This is in the form of coffee meets bagel. <laughs> Which you all look happy, so you it's a new dating app where you, people can meet each other. Oh, it's been around a while. All right, then. <laughs> Way to take it down. I just... Lara? <laughs> it was for research. <laughs> Age 33 years. Location redacted. Works in Ask... Works at Don't Ask. <laughs> Went to school at the Online Academy of Hard Knocks. <laughs> I am not going to answer this here, even though probably no one will ever see it. Nobody actually reads these things, LOL. Hi, NSA. Still <laughs> waiting to hear back about that Sasquatch DNA I sent you. <laughs> <laughs> and then this part is weird because it looks like the NSA hacked in because it says NSA edit. Dear Mr. Redacted, we assume that this is the best way to reach you. Please note that while we do not typically spend time and resources on inconsequential testing, the U.S. government deemed it valuable enough to bring a swift final conclusion to your independent and Lilliputian investigation. The hair sample you provided originates from the species O. virginius, otherwise known as a common woodland deer. Any further inquiries on this matter will be ridiculed at the highest level and then returned. This conclusion, once again, is final. End to edit. I like... <laughs> nice try. Next thing you know, I'll end up on a, some list. I like to make lists, not make lists. I mean, make, like, make my own. Not make it onto someone else's. Unless it's yours. 
in a good way. Uh, I appreciate when my date, well, if she read this far and wasn't scared off yet, LOL, I appreciate that. Also, if she knows what Lilliputian means, <laughs> ask me about that time I tried to buy 46 ice cream trucks. <laughs> Danielle Mandela, one more time for disheartened conspiracy theorist. Oh, so sad. Uh, <laughs> Jack! Jack! Uh, <laughs> please have composed the dating profile from the perspective of of BCR. See, it's all come full. You know what? It doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> dating profile of a BCR. Hey there, big boy. <laughs> I'm looking for a fellow mature individual that I can spend my retirement with. I used to have a job with crazy hours, so now I'm keen to relax. One of my former bosses, Milky Jesse, <laughs> used to make me work until 3 a.m. on Mork and Mindy reruns. <laughs> I need a partner who will take it slow with me in my golden years. My interests? Well, I like the classics, like Men in Black 2 <laughs> on VHS. And I'm not talking about Vespucci hog systems. <laughs> That's just a little joke. I can be funny. <laughs> I can also be serious. It really depends on what you put in me. If, if you feed me Murphy Brown, you're going to get drama. <laughs> I'm looking for someone who will feed me something fun, like any comedy besides Mork and Mindy. <laughs> and someone who will feed me something raunchy, like any porno besides Pork and Mindy. <laughs> I'm not here to play games. It's not something I can do. <laughs> not everything that plugs in the TV can play games, big boy. My worldview... I'm chaotic evil. <laughs> Sometimes I ruin things for seemingly no reason at all. <laughs> Self-sabotage was my thing before there was even a term for it. You want it easy? Go find a young DVD, you schmuck. I'm older, wiser, and much less reliable. So buckle up, big boy. I'm not religious. <laughs> That's it. But enough with the pleasantries. Time to talk about what you're really here for. Descriptions of my physical appearance. <laughs> they should really call me a VCCR because I'm thick with two C's. <laughs> as long as I'm close to an electrical outlet, I've got a real sturdy body for whatever, and I always know what time it is. <laughs> Unless daylight savings time happens. Then I'll need your help pushing my buttons. <laughs> yeah, you'll learn how to push my buttons, big boy. They're very particular and finicky. <laughs> Touch them wrong and I'll be a stone-cold batch. <laughs> Speaking of bitches, if you've ever touched the New Age slut Betamax, then don't respond to my <laughs> listing and honestly, go to the doctor and get some tests done, you nasty-ass little freak. <laughs> hey, if you've read this far, then we clearly have some chemistry, so I'll put all my cards on the table. Got a weird rectangular penis? <laughs> I, can take it. I can take it, baby, as long as it fits my very specific and rigid dimensions. <laughs> Lube won't help. But look out, someone shoved a bagel in me when they were in a drunken stupor, and the remnants are still in me to this day. And oh yeah, I've got an extremely weak gag reflex. <laughs> You can shove it in me hard and I'll slowly push it back out like <laughs> I feel empty without something inside me. So I really need someone to give it to me. <laughs> Heard enough? <laughs> if you like long walks on the beach, you better have an extension cord ready because 
this slutty oldie needs power and getting plowed. <laughs> if you want to get in touch, just head to the last Radio Shack in existence in <laughs> Gustine, California. <laughs> I'll be waiting there, so hurry up, big boy. <laughs> Jack Brown, one more time. Oh, thank you for listening to Stab. Thank you for coming out to Stab. Uh, if you want to hear more Stabs, uh, check us out online all over the place. iTunes, though nobody uses iTunes anymore. I think we've established. Uh, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, all them places. Or check us out, uh, Stab for Gold, Stab the number four, gold.com. Or hell, come out to Stab. It's a physical location, you know, outside your door, inside our door. See us every Friday, 10 p.m., at the Stab Comedy Theater, 1710 Broadway, Sacramento, California. And I'm stretching for three more seconds. Good night, everybody.